Welcome, pod lovers, to another See You Next Thursday podcast. How are you, Buttercup? I'm still recovering from doing the Tuesday one. (laughs) And it wasn't... No, it's it's the shock of you having an interesting anecdote to tell. (laughs) The shock of Ronaldo's B-godlike, Greek-godlike physique. Shock. Um, Let's get stuck in, Treacle. Let's start with uh, something really uplifting and positive and uh, humanitarian. Uh, did you hear about Ben Foster rescuing an 80-year-old uh, dementia sufferer? Yeah, that's, that's class. That's brilliant by him. Let's, uh, let's, get, let's give it a bit of background. Uh, basically, uh, Ben Foster driving along the road. Uh, Home after with, the game uh, it was. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, with his family, I think he had... Yeah, because the uh, bloke had been to the game. That was where he was walking home from, because his car wouldn't start. So his car's broken down, and this 80-year-old dementia sufferer is walking home in the dark, and um, he's falling into a ditch, and Ben Foster uh, sees him, turns the car around, and uh, basically... He's he's fished him out of the ditch and basically said to him, um, he's kind of... Well, what what happened was they took him home, cleaned him up, tried to find out where... Because he wouldn't tell them where, who, who, you know, who to phone because he didn't want to... Because he's got... Um, he's dementia. Dementia, yeah. that's it. And and he, they'd been trying to stop him going to games because he's got dementia, don't think he's safe to go on his own anymore and all this, like, right. and he's like, he d- didn't yeah. want to lose, didn't want them to stop him going to games. So they just took Probably him... Probably doing him a favour, by yeah. the way, with Watford playing at the moment. Yeah, but they fixed it, cleaned <laughs> him up, took him home, you know, showered him, get, cleaned his clothes and all that, and then took him home. Yeah. And, like, yeah. obviously, he's telling his family this story and they're thinking, OK, I think it's time we... Uh, Put you to, Got your you know, this is it now. You've obviously lost the plot yeah. completely because that didn't happen. Obviously, you didn't meet yeah. Ben Foster, so we're going to have to, we're yeah. going to have to see, you know, consider what's happened. Next thing, there's a knock on the door. It's Ben Foster's missus saying, "You do that. You, you're still all right to come over for Christmas and that, aren't you?" To him because I'd invited him for Christmas, and they're really? like, yeah. So you know, it's Ben Foster. His missus invited him for Christmas and everything like, and then. So you know now they realise he actually did it. Actually did happen. It wasn't just him losing the plot. And you know they've uh, Ben Foster's said to him that he'll take care of his season for next season. Yeah, I know, what that's brilliant. What what a classy gesture. I mean, to actually t- how many people really? I mean, would have turned that car around. So most people would have just driven off. I mean, and you know. To offer him Christmas dinner as well as come around for, and a season ticket. Yes, fam- did you hear what his family said though when he said he's hey, going for One of them said, Hey, but you always come round ours, Dad. He's like, Yeah, but this is better. <laughs> this is, yeah, usually I do. <laughs> yeah, Ben Foster wins. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry, but... like, but this year I'm not. <laughs> do you know, uh, footballers get a, um, they get a bad rap for being um, arrogant and conceited and all about themselves. But a lot of them do stuff for charity and do some wonderful things behind the scenes. And uh, uh, fair play to Ben Foster for this because uh, it really it re- restores your faith back into humanity. When I actually read this story, I was it was such an uplifting experience and uh, good for Ben Foster. You can't argue with that. Lovely. All right, mate. You arguing with me is... Uh... I got used to it now, so I was expecting some contradiction, but I'm glad it, there wasn't any. Um, <laughs> I think of one mate... for that one, can they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? You'd have been real... Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> Say, no, he's an arse, honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he should have just left him there. What's wrong with the yeah. man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mate, um, next up is uh, Sean Dyche and Steve Bruce being critical of uh, Tim Robertson, the referee for their game at the weekend. Um, saying that uh, he's he made his debut, his, his Premier League debut at that game, and why didn't they give him a big game? And, um, you know, one of the big uh, top two, yeah. three, four. I mean, he's got to start somewhere, right? 
exactly, and I didn't think he was as bad as they're making out. You know, they were saying things like you could tell he was new and stuff, and I just thought that's, you know, well, obviously you haven't made it easy for him, so maybe you should look at your players and yourselves and think, well, you know, help the lad out. He's got to start sometime, hasn't he? Well, mate, to be honest, the referee that's one of the most experienced, Atkinson, fella, makes mistake after mistake after mistake every game. Yeah, he was so, terrible at the weekend, wasn't he, Atkinson? Exactly. So it's not as if, you know, and even Oliver makes mistakes. So it's not as if, oh, because he's new, he's mistake. It's just a human. It's just human. I mean, the guy, the guy's got to make a start somewhere, and you've got to give him confidence, you know. Maybe if they helped him a bit more, the players, and actually thought about, like, you know, stop diving and cheating and claiming for everything they know didn't come off them. Yeah, uh, exactly. It made his life a lot a lot easier. Yeah. I thought that was bad form from uh, for both of them, Dykes and Bruce, criticised. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, they make mistakes. That's what they do, but... Yeah. All right, mate. Um, talking about managers, Chris Wilder taking Sheffield United to in the league. League. I, honestly, I, I give him the manager of the year now. What an absolute miracle he's performing there. Yeah, I mean, much as Klopp's doing working wonders, you've got to say, fair play, Chrissy Wilder. Brilliant. Uh, and it's, they're playing excited. They're good to watch as well. I know it can be a, physical, but I don't mind that myself. I don't mind them getting stuck in. What I mind is when they're getting stuck in and then their players like a bit like uh, Ashley Barnes or Burnley where he throws himself at players, fouls them and then jumps onto the floor and wins a free kick claiming he's being fouled when he was the one doing the foul. That bothers me. But Sheffield United are more, they're just physical. But that's part of the game. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind that. I like that. And that's part of their DNA. They've always been physical up and out and characters. But the other thing is, he's got an actual tactical um, blueprint. He's actually very tactically savvy. Yeah, I like the overlapping centre-backs and that. Absolutely. Very and watchable. I think, like, you saw, very. And and they're, they're, what I'm saying is, if, if like you said earlier, like Klopp wins the Premiership and Wilder takes United to top six, I honestly think Wilder... Uh, should get manager of the year. Yeah, and, and you know, I love Klopp and that, like, but you, you couldn't really argue with Wilder getting it. No, absolutely not. That's, I mean, that's ridiculous. What he's on a budget as well, and the, the most expensive player was what was it, McBurney? Yeah, yeah, and and he turned out to be a complete ass, didn't he? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that they 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 pool of players. They've got such a where they can buy from is so much smaller than the other bigger yeah. clubs. And a lot of them came up with them from League One. Yes, they did. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. I'll tell you what I really like is that Fleck player. Uh, Fleck. John um, Fleck, yeah. Ex-Rangers. Very, very good player. Yeah. Very good player. I think he's... Uh, I think he's... Got, how old is he? Do you know? Mid-20s, I think. I think he must be about 26, yeah. 27 now. I'm not sure he stays there that long, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. That Lundstrom's I done well, considering he's he's come up a long way from... Started at the bottom at Everton, and he's worked his way yeah. up to Sheffield United. You've got to say, well done, lads. <laughs> and if we had chance listening to this now, I'm dead. I am so dead. <laughs> 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 that was genius, mate. All right, mate. Um... Let's get on to uh, talking about Everton. Um, Ancelotti getting sacked at um, Napoli and getting replaced with Gattuso. Uh, I think that's a... I mean, I know there's a lot of politics going on in the background and everything, but hiring Gattuso to replace Ancelotti, I think, will never... I think uh, Gattuso is a very journeyman... Yeah, uh, but th- you've got to remember, this An- Ancelotti was the one, one of the Bayern players said his, his son's his football team coach has a better co- you know, has better coaching methods, remember? When he was at Bayern. Now, and they were out, play- the they were out training in the, you know, they had to go to the, the park, park to train and stuff. So, now, is, this, is this consistent of Ancelotti wherever he's gone? Soft. Or is it he's just very soft. Fire? I mean, he get, takes a great team and gradually... 
you know, they don't really perform to the, what they should be. Oh, he's won things because he's had wonderful teams, but he should have been winning everything with the teams he had. You know what I mean? So why is he beloved by the players? Because, because he's, he's a lovely so nice man. He's a lovely man. Everyone likes him. So, you know, it's it's like that nice uncle you've got. You love him, but you you know when you were a kid, you were, you were played up played up for him because he was too nice, and you knew he wouldn't tell you off. Right, and the only reason he's got success is because he's had superb. Uh, oh, he's players, fantastic. He's not bad tactically in that, but the problem is he's too, he's just too soft on the players, you know. Okay, so... He doesn't have them fired up for every game. That's why he does better in cups, where it ma- you know where players don't need someone to get them up, you know, don't need motivation, because obviously it's a cup game and... They're, they're up for it, gen- yeah. uh, naturally. Okay, so that leads us nicely on to... It come, it's coming out in the uh, press today that Everton are targeting Ancelotti. What's your thoughts on that? I... Don't see that as a good move myself. Like I said, nice guy, but I, I mean, he is a good. He, if he coach, if he coached hard and that, you know, he's a good coach, but he just doesn't push the players hard enough. He's too soft on them. And yeah, I age, think it's a mistake. Will his age have a factor? Is his will his age have a factor as well? He's sixty now. Do you think he's no, on? No, they said that's you know that's no age for a manager. Italian managers sort of carried on in their eighties and that, and still winning things. And the pro, the pro, you know the problem for me is they needed some they need someone a bit like Duncan Ferguson has done has come in and kicked their ass and got you know they needed someone who produced more discipline because Marco Silva's a soft one as well. It's a soft touch that so, they all like. Is there is there credence in the Ancelotti rumours? Well, yeah, because Everton are trying to get him. Okay. Arsenal approached him as well. It... And what happened? I, As far as I'm aware, I don't think it's going anywhere with Arsenal. I don't think he'd be keen because they were what, the same as they asked Marcelino, what would he take over with these players here? And, you know, he's taken one look at them and gone, sod that for a game of soldiers. But then Ancelotti's, the players at Everton aren't. Yeah, but they, Everton they, they, will spend they... big money. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, you say Big Dunk's gone, gone in there, right? And he's kicked him up the arse. Mm. Would there be a school of thought to say, give him the job to the end of the season and reassess at the end of the season? Or are they thinking, well, they want Ancelotti. There's not, they're never going to get a better time to get him. They want to get him so in. go for him now. Yeah. That's the plan. Get him in now. Right. Now, I, re- I would... I, that guy, uh, the, the head of sport, at RB, uh, uh, is it, uh, uh, is it Ralph Rangnick? Ralph Rangnick, yeah. I don't think he's a bad shout, to be honest. I no, I he think he's a good one. For Everton. But uh, I think the fans are underwhelmed by that, right? Yeah, but then, you know, how many of the fans would know anything about him? Exactly. Raz Ancelotti's got a big name. That Rangnick played some delicious football. He did, yeah, and he set the te- you know the template for RB. You know when people are saying about how great RBS and RBL play, yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's as much down to him as any of the coaches. So he's doing what a Julio did at French uh, at the French team as well. You know, yeah, that he sets much. the blueprint. Yeah, but isn't yeah. does doesn't um doesn't Nagelsmann play his own football or does he take Rangnick? He's set, he follows the Ragnik, the Ranjik, yeah, but it is. I mean, it's it, but he's been picked because he does that style of football anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what I mean. Yeah. So it's not like Mars, where he's a new coach up and coming. So you put you give him the template to follow. You've got no idea what he played before because he didn't have a job before. So he's this is his first job. So it's different. With um, Nagelsmann, you can see he played the right kind of style they wanted to to continue with. So you bring him in. Top of the league, isn't it? To, yeah, exactly. You can't complain, can you? Can't Tottenham have got a yeah? That's a bad draw, Tottenham because they're playing some lovely stuff at the moment. Yeah, uh, uh, Tottenham be... certainly aren't at the moment. It's all very no Mourinho. But, but to be honest, he's got he's got somebody else's players, so 
he yeah, needs to yeah. go to transfer. You know, so uh, when Marino gets his players, we'll judge him then. Mate, um, talking about Everton and Big Dunk, I would hmm. love to get your thoughts on him subbing Moyes Keane after 19 minutes. So subbing a sub. Well, do you know, this has been a number of people have said all said the same thing, and I think the same thing as well. I agree with what they're saying. Is it's like that the you know when you get a new boss at work and he finds someone to sack just so he can show he's the boss, rather than yeah. he's actually in, done anything particularly wrong. Moise Keane wasn't playing that badly. He wasn't standing around with his hands on his hips, not doing anything. You know what I Moise mean? Moise Keane, right? Moise Keane, he won neither of his two aerial battles, made yeah, no but... successful tackles, Completed two out of four passes. He was on the pitch 18 minutes, and I'm not being funny, Everton were under the cosh. Mate, Adam Lallana does that in 90 minutes. Yeah, but he's played up front. He was playing up front. I mean, you know, he's... Against the team that's pressing, pressing, I mean, for a win, for an equaliser, like, you know, to get back. But don't you think that he... Duncan Ferguson's been in football long enough. He's an ex-player. I think he Duncan be... Ferguson's a dick, to be honest. So no, there's no point telling me that like he knows anything. He's been there for all these years when Everton have been crap. He's been part of the coaching right. staff. He's partly responsible for where Everton are. So no, I don't think he knows what he's doing at all. I but think what he did think... was humiliation of a young player who's far better than he, you know, who's a far far better talent than. He's got a right to, tr- you know what I mean. He's he's got more talent than Duncan Ferguson ever, and that, I'm saying that as in like Duncan Ferguson was a very good player, but Keane's a much better player than Ferguson in talent wise, potential talent wise, I should say. He hasn't shown anything this season. Yeah, but he's, new, he's moved to a new country, doesn't know the language. He's been dropped in and not given any any attempt by the club to help him settle in. They've done nothing for but, him. He's just been left to his own devices. He's he's a kid who's, you know, who's been suffered. You've got to remember, this is a kid that's been treated like dirt back in Italy because he's black and he got loads of racist abuse and that. He goes over to a new country and he's just ignored, basically, by the former manager. He He doesn't get any kind of help to settle in. He doesn't get anything at all to, you know, to get used to the culture and all that. He just gets left to his own devices. Sort yourself out, lad. But my question is, Duncan Ferguson is a former player. Don't you think he would be sensitive to a player's feelings? No, because he's, he's, he's an arrogant man. Very arrogant man. He's, I, you think he, I don't think he cares. He just wanted to show he's the boss. You he don't. The one thing off. you don't do is when a player comes off, you do not ignore him the way he did. That, especially after what okay. you've just done. If he'd have come off and he'd have said to him when he's coming off, "I wanted you to work hard, you let me down," or something like anything, you've got to acknowledge yeah. him. To ignore him the way he did was disgusting. That was humiliation. So, so you think he just made he? That situation was just because he got it in his head. I want to. Show the world. No, I, I'm saying that's program. what everyone else keeps saying to me is what they think, and I can't really yeah. think of another reason why he done it because he wasn't I that bad. A... I know you see you're saying these stats, but stats are misleading, as we've already said. I mean, Divi got a Divi, in the previous assist, podcast, yeah. yeah, Divi would have got a, an assist for miss kicking the ball to Salah. To last... I don't, I get that, but I don't have any problem. With a sub being subbed, I don't think that's. I don't but think. But there was no upset. need to sub him. I mean, what did no, Nias no, 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 do that was let better? Me let me let me finish. I don't think your position's untenable if you are a sub. I I really don't believe that. I think you can be subbed if you're a sub. I get. I I, hmm. I fully. If you're not playing that well, yeah. but what right. he should have done was he should have given him a hug or stretch his hand out and or talk to him. That was absolutely out of order. Not. A, not speaking with him or uh, connecting with him when he came off. Because that is absolutely humiliating. I but agree. there were plenty so, of other players he could have taken off that were performing just as badly. 
So I, I take didn't off watch a the player. Game, so. I, I did. They were, they were all struggling at that point. They were having a, you know, it was like they were under the cosh a bit, getting pushed back. Right. He's playing up, you know, he's yeah. playing up front. He's not getting a touch of the ball. I'm not being funny, and but offered... at that point, um, Calvert-Lewin, who I like, I really, I like the lad, but he was struggling, you know what I mean? He wasn't exactly getting on the ball and performing miracles or anything. He wasn't doing anything. By all accounts, by all accounts Calvert-Lewin had a decent game. Yeah, he did, but he was at that point, he wasn't yeah. playing. He was playing no better than Moyes right. Keane at that point, so... Right. Why not take him off? You know, he's been he's been on the pitch for eighty eight minutes. Get him off. Have him. You know, get him in an early so he can get a, an applause from the crowd. You know, from the Ever- travelling Everton fans. Receive a bit of a claim because he had a good game, and get the other lads on up front. A, maybe wanted tall, aggressive, physical players up. Um, so he took Keynes off. But the, the fact remains. I, I listen. You don't you 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 take them off because they're having an absolute mare. You don't take them off when they you know when they're as, when they're like that because that's just humiliation. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter whether you know forget the ignoring bit. He didn't play that badly that he deserved to be humiliated like that. Um, we'll have to. I listen. I can only concur with. Percent. And I don't the, agree. the bit I, of, I, the bit of the ignoring him is just. The icing on the cake just yeah. showed what an arse he is. That was just horrible, and there was no, and that's why he should never be near youth coaching. Should never coach kids because he clearly doesn't have a clue how to treat them. He's got no respect. Now, uh, clearly, but uh, uh, he offered two explanations. Um, well, yeah, that's what something. I mean. He couldn't even lie straight in bed afterwards. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I that I agree with that. He said one thing. Um, uh, in his interview, and then post-match, he said another thing, completely contradicted himself. So my my feeling is, listen, just say I bought him off because I felt he was playing badly. Yeah, I'd have had respect um, for him if he'd admitted the, you know, if he'd have just yeah. been honest from the start what he'd done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he said that um, I wanted that for, what he said first. Firstly, in the interview, was he bought him off because um, he wanted to waste some time. Yeah, and, in the and he had lots of strikers post- to come on and all this, like so. He didn't know who. Well, like I said, you take off Calvert Lewin so he can get a, an applause as he goes off because he's had a good game. Um, yeah, but if he's having a, well, I suppose at that stage you were saying he. Was, yeah, he was starting to. You could see he was starting to. You know, well, it was, he yeah. wasn't getting the touch of the ball to be honest at that point because they were a bit. You know, they were starting to. They were penned back. So Duncan Ferguson in his post-match interview, uh, sorry, in his uh, post-match press conference completely contradicted himself and said to the contrary, he said he bought him off because Moise Keane wasn't uh, at the, uh, the, te- the tempo of the game or so. Uh, it wasn't up to the tempo of the game. So he said two completely different things in a matter of a few minutes. Kind of thing, and that's you know? when so, it makes you think he's doing it just to prove he's the boss. because That's where I take umbrage and... I can see where Keane would have chagrin. Now, you think he's lost Keane? Well, Keane wanted to leave anyway. Um, Mino Rayola has already been shopping him around, trying to get him a move. And that's because he isn't, he's been treated unfairly? Well, he just was being ignored. I mean, you pay a lot of money for a player, you make all yeah. these promises, and then you just yeah. ignore him, That's which is basically what's happened. You do so nothing you to help the lads. I mean, you spend when you spend that kind of money, give a lad big wages and everything. You know what I mean? You're making promises to get him to sign for you because he had plenty of options. Yeah. You don't then yeah. just you, you know you make an effort for him, and he he was just like so, like he did like did nobody give a shit basically. But what's the issue there? Is it a lack of um, love and affection on the part of Everton, or is it a lack of? In, uh, kind of um, aggression and passion and the lack of uh, Keane. Is he not putting an effort in into training or do they think they've got a lemon or what? Because he's been prolific wherever uh, in all levels of Italian football. It's just he's just, you know, he's struggling to settle and he needed help, he needed an, a bit of help and he's not got it okay. at all. They've let, I mean, it's not a like bit. Everton as well. This is the, Well, I suppose they do do this with... Uh, foreign players they bring in it's just sort of like leave and see if they they'll either make it or they won't and we'll just get rid of them if they don't you know what I mean it's quite the, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. just Everton that is that's a common Premier League thing but a lot of them have started to improve but Everton still seem to be stuck in the Moyes days 
where it's just sink or swim. And, you know, when you're putting as much money as Everton are spending at the moment, they're just, all their players are being thrown in and just see if they sink or swim rather than being the way for be you know the way uh, like I don't know this I just don't really want to compare them to Liverpool so I'm trying to think of somebody else Chelsea they have people to they have staff to help them you know to look after them when they're signed from abroad yeah they have assimilation officers yes that's the word I was looking for assimilation officers yeah words even yeah, yeah they have people there yeah. to help so, them no, and that. sort out the, you know and if if they you know they they're Italian, they'll help them find the right Italian restaurants, the food they like to to eat, the you know the, that yeah. kind of thing. It, with Liverpool, like when you buy a Brazilian, they set they've got all the other Brazilians will help. You know, all the lads will help them. And Everton, that didn't seem to happen with Moise Keane. He just sort of been like, well, who is he? Sort of thing. Yeah, you know I what can, I mean? you know, He's not had I that help. I mean, he's had that. A horrible experience in Italy where he's been racially abused and he's thinking right he's got a new start new culture it, I mean it, it must have been exciting for him and it's just that it's not worked out for him you know and uh, and to have that happen to you on Saturday especially as again as I, I gotta reiterate I don't have a problem with him being subbed but what I do have a problem with is him being completely blanked in the eyes in front of the whole nation and the media and that's going to be you know, and he knows, and it's all in the media now, and it's all going to be uh, rehashed and replayed, and that must be his sincerely. It's just humiliation. It was. It wasn't like a. Yeah. That's why it comes across as him just stamping his mark on it, and it's you don't, you just don't need to do that. If you're a strong man, you don't need to yeah. stamp your mark on it. That's that's crap bosses that do that. That's ones that shouldn't you be know in what? the job. Yeah, so yeah, I understand that. I agree with. I mean, he should have while he was come off, coming off, he should have given him a hug, and he said, "Look, mate, I did what I did, but you know, it's no hard feelings." Yeah, it's all about the team. You know what I mean? That's exactly. Why he, exactly. That's that's the problem. Is it wasn't about he didn't make it about the team. He made it about him. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So you think Ancelotti in? Moyes Keane out and Duncan Ferguson well, somewhere. I don't know, Ancelotti might be the right man because he's very arm round the shoulder type, so maybe Moyes Keane will yeah. stay if with Ancelotti if Ancelotti does take the role. There you go, Italian and Italian. Yeah. So okay. um, I mean you don't knows, I don't yeah. know. I don't know whether it's too late now, but if anyone could turn that round, I would say Ancelotti would be right for that. No, you know what, I'd love to see Everton uh um sign Ancelotti to be honest with you because they've been in the doldrums I mean joking aside they've been in for such a long time and this is probably the biggest thing that happened to them in hundreds of years you know I, I certainly wouldn't think it would be as bad as he was at Bayern for instance where he's got a top team and he's taken, he's at a different it's a different level and the players all look up to him and respond to him so yeah I think you know it, it when you think about it, it but, wouldn't be so bad uh, for Everton because he's such a big name and that. Yeah. yeah, and obviously he's been he's obviously been promised money to spend because he won't come otherwise. You know, he's not just going to play with a bunch of academy kids. You know, so that's if he takes it. Yeah, it's not done yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But he, if he if he if he does come, and um, you know, good for Everton. So it must be absolutely desperate for them to heartbreaking to see them just never win a derby oh All, that reminds we, we me while we're Go speaking of it do you know what they did watching my mum and dad are here obviously staying at the moment they were watching sky yeah. news while we while it while i was working i was doing the review of the day they're watching sky news and um sky had an error and what they did is they, they had the voiceover was saying Everton's new manager, and the picture was Boris Johnson walking out of number ten. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> it was like, whoa, whoa, Boris Johnson's taken over to Everton. I said, at least he won't be prime minister, I suppose. So you know, isn't all bad. Oh, boom, boom! I like that. It's funny. Yeah, that right, was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> that'll be on some. Uh... 
somebody lab that on a phone or it'll be well i was thinking i should rewind it let me record it on my phone but yeah yeah. but like trying to get me trying to explain to me dad how which is the rewind button i gave up in the end (laughs) as i said to you i was trying to explain what's that to my wife the other day that was it's just uh, not worth it no mate no uh, that really isn't anyway um so Hopefully, um, for Everton's sake, Ancelotti is uh, uh, installed as a new manager and uh, they can go uh, onwards and... Uh, I was Finish second upwards, behind but... us. Well, they couldn't go much further yeah. down, could they? Yeah, exactly. So just onwards, basically. Um, listen, mate, talking about uh, clubs in complete disarray, um, let's talk about Arsenal. Um, <laughs> I wondered where you were going with that. Listen, when you say clubs in disarray, club comes to mind, mate, to be honest. Yeah, they um, are pretty much top of the pile when it comes to disarray, aren't they, these days? Yeah, yeah they, they define disarray, uh, to be fair. They got an absolute tonk in uh, the hand City. I think Man City. Um, they're looking to a point, as of today, looking to a point, Arteta. Um I don't know, those guys at Arsenal TV must be pulling their hair out, fam. <laughs> at the complete and utter ridiculous, ridiculousness of the state of the club at the moment. What do you think of uh, Arteta? Well, how does anyone know? He's been sat on the bench next to Guardiola doing as he's told for the last few years. I don't understand how anyone can judge whether he's the right choice or not. I mean, it could be... It could be inspired or it could be an absolute disaster. Like we said previous pods, I think personally they can't afford to take risks. And I think if they'd gone for him, again, it's a big if. It's nothing concrete. I mean, it's nothing confirmed at the moment as we speak. But is it because he's going to go there because the Cronkies know that he's just grateful for a big job and he won't spend money? Or I don't know what the situation well, they, is. They, like I said to you, they've already had Ancelotti and Marcelino saying about I'm not working with those, you know, with that. Will you work with the players you've got? So that's what they're asking for: someone to come in and use the players they've got. Because they overspent okay. in the summer. You've got to remember they they've spent out of their cash reserves. They didn't explain want to do one, that. Tristan, just explain to me, right? And for me, educate me and. Enlighten me, and I'm sure there's other people, other uh, Arsenal fans and other football fans that want to know about this 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 crappy structure that Ed's zero zero two keeps going on about, and what to elaborate on it, and what's so crappy about it? Why is it crappy? What's the situation? Because it's uh, not clearly uh, uh, defined roles. What's going on? Does what is of... going on? I mean, just. Dumb it down of, for us. Basically, the, the easiest way to look at it is there's a lot of people um, having more than one, you know, having roles that overlap each other. So everybody's kind of arguing, you know, nothing's actually one man's responsibility to sort out. There's three or four so of what? them in there. So what? you've got a lot, of bro- like- lot of kooks there in the broth. So Ed's two, Ed's two, Ed 002 is, is saying that basically. Um, uh, that managers are looking at that job and thinking, no thanks, yeah. and and they think, well, why, why? I mean, it's a well, gr- for starters, you've got the, the above, up above is a mess. Secondly, you've right. got an owner who doesn't give a shit about winning. Sorry, shouldn't doesn't give a toss about winning. He's only there to to make sure that the club makes a profit. That's all he's interested in. Doesn't want to. He doesn't he give a toss. Sell. Yeah, he doesn't want to. He, he doesn't. doesn't well, why he doesn't want to spend money. To, uh, he doesn't know. want to spend money and he doesn't want to sell. So what's going on there? What's that? He just wants to make a profit out of it. And like I said, the reason why they had huge cash reserves is because he could use them as a to get a lower rate loan collateral when he used bought other things, you know, when he bought other projects, such as a huge right. ranch, hey. stuff like that. And his American football uh, uh, team. And no, stuff he already like that. owned them. Okay, first, gotcha. But that's how he bought... Arsenal was using the collateral of having them in huge profit. You know what I mean? 
So he doesn't want to. He's not interested in winning. He's only interested in making money and keep things ticking over. Keep the ground floor. He doesn't rest to... doesn't matter. Why doesn't he sell? Because he's making money. He'd make lots of money if he sold, huh? Yeah, but or he not. can make money for the rest for the next sixty years if he doesn't. Gotcha. If he Sweet sells, he gets one lot of money. Well, he doesn't really. To be honest, he doesn't really need the money anyway. Like, but. You but know, he keeps ticking over this way. Yeah, yeah. he's guaranteed like, money. Yeah, exactly. Bras, if you but if you sell it, you've got a huge tax bill there to pay. Right now, talk to me about the structure. Why is it so crappy? Well, like I said, there's a lot of overlapping people, so nobody's actually sure who's doing what. You know, who to answer so to. So there's no blueprint, there's no guidance, there's no, no direction. who's answering no. to who? I mean, is it Josh right. Cronker who's there? You know, it's, he's there putting his finger in as well, you know. You've got so that Rouse San, San, What's his name? Is it Rouse Sandley? Or is he the one that left? I forget. Whichever one left, that's why he left, because it was a mess, you know. The guy they, they recruited from Borussia Dortmund, yeah. right? Well, they recruited two, didn't yeah. they? Rouse San, San... Oh, God. Or yeah, okay. yeah, they recruited two. Yeah. One left because of the mess, and the other one's yeah. still trying to sort it out. You know what I mean? The recruitment's a joke. They've got no, you know, they've not got a lot to spend. The players they've what got did, are crap. I mean, there's plenty of reasons why you wouldn't want to take over at Arsenal. I mean, so most of them want to. Most of the players they've got don't want to be there. So March. So managers don't even want to pay date. There, they just they just want to stay clear of it. Well, I mean, you know, it's all very well, Sam. They play, but do you want to ruin your reputation by going in there and failing? Because you're not going to succeed, are you? It's almost it's almost impossible. So Marcelino's had a look at that and said, "No thanks." He doesn't really want to win. You know, if you help, if you let him buy the play, kind of players he wants, I mean, it's not even like talking about people, but he's not doesn't want to work with them. I mean, there's no heart and soul there. There's no fight in them. Yeah. Did you did you not watch? That's... I mean, Kalasnach ducked out of the way of his, of a shot at the weekend against City. He could have stopped that. He ducks under. Well, he might not have stopped it if he had stayed up. I mean, it's hard to tell because he ducks under it. He's a defender. Well, just stand up and take that. Out. But then I suppose when you're coached by Per Mertesacker, whose most famous quality is ducking out of the way of shots, I suppose <laughs> it's, you're doing as you're told, aren't you? You're doing your job, aren't you? Yeah. Now I think this is a this is a good time to talk about Ozil, um, a superb player on his day, world class talent on his day, is just absolutely yeah. But what's what's rotten. he done to deserve to be out throwing his suits that his gloves away, as Genius would say? Eh? I mean, you know, he's only won a World Cup. What's he done? I mean, and the Bundesliga and La Liga, yeah, yeah, exactly. What's he Entitled. done? He's, he's so entitled, that Ozil. Yeah, he's got no right to tell people what he thinks or to complain about the other players. I mean, what oh, does he know? Jermaine Janus. His, yeah. uh, um, what's he won? A game, three points he's won once. Yeah, I can't, he won I mean, a premiership he, he hasn't once. won anything, has he? That's the, has he won anything? Yeah. Does he have a single trophy on his record? I don't know. He certainly doesn't have I a World Cup. Mate, I think that... Um, the Ozil, um, the Ozil situation is—it's it, sad to see. You've got a, a a superb player there going, to, and it—I mean, it really is sad to see. And I mean, I don't think that—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm pretty sure I don't know. I don't know Ozil. I don't know advisors or family friends, but I'm assuming Ozil's just there because nobody else is going to give him the contract he's on, which is sad, really. That is the problem at the last few years that nobody else will pay him what he you know anywhere near as much. Sadly, I mean you're you're gonna at that age, you're you're lucky if you'll get half of three hundred fifty thousand pounds he's on mm. a week, and um, and I can understand why he's there still. I really do. I, I mean, who would? But he gets, the thing play. I don't understand when he shows he cares, he gets crucified by the fans. And then they complain he doesn't look like he cares when he's on the pitch. And he can't win. Well, and the fact remains, he's, he's, he's not Superman. He needs 10 other players doing their bit as well, you know. Because you, you stick him in a Liverpool side, I bet it'd be a different kettle of... Well, I've, I've seen him chase back to the 
right back slot because Bellerin had gone walkabout and was strolling back, literally strolling back. Ozil sprinted back, must have sprinted 60, 70 yards back. Won the ball, took the took the ball up 10, 15 yards, sprinted up, played it to Bellerin, who was still 20 yards up the pitch, still virtually by the halfway line. Played a 1-2 with Bellerin, got the ball back, played another ball, and somebody played the ball way ahead of him, expecting him to chase after it, and he stopped. Like, you could see his legs had gone. He'd sprinted, he must have sprinted about 80 yards by this point. And the commentators yeah. started calling him a lazy good for not. You see, that's the problem with this Ozil. He doesn't want to do the running and all this. And I'm thinking, hang on a sec. He's just sprinted all the way back to cover because, you know, the right back was out of position. And then he'd come back up and he'd not said, you know, when he'd, while the right back's still strolling back. And he's managed to run past him again going forward. And yeah, he's the lazy one. He's I a target. Really, they really do hate him for some reason. I really hope he gets a. Uh, I, I hope he gets a move to rejuvenate his uh, his uh, his career because I think he deserves. It. Yeah, I mean, I don't he, think he he's not it. gonna. He's never gonna be. It doesn't matter what he does there. They're never gonna like take to him because the media are on his back. He needs to leave England. Yeah, I think a move to Spain or Germany would be. Uh, 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 prudent for him, and I just it, I feel for him because he's at a, he's at a shambles of a club. You know, he's got two or three players that are half decent. I mean, not half decent. I mean, Lacazette and Aubameyang are good, good players. So he's got those those other two, but he he can hardly get a game. You know, and the rest of them are a pony. Mm. Well, he's back in the team now under Freddie Lundberg, like, but. Uh, you yeah, know, the team's a mess. So, what's yeah. it matter? Exactly, and he's and he's still got to play up. He, his confidence is shot as well. He's got every, and he's like that as well. He's very. I mean, he's had people on his back. He's, he, the the Germany, uh, the German nation were on his back. You know, so he's he's always he, lately he's always had people on his back, and I feel for him. You know, yeah, he's always, he's like, he's always fighting the, somebody. He's always the blame. He's the he's the uh, exactly. it's a bit like Jordan Henderson scapegoat. at Liverpool. No matter what he's happens, it's always him. He's the scapegoat. It's always his fault. He's the scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, mate. Um, let's hope that improves this situation and Arsenal's. To be fair, because it's sad to see such a great club in the doldrums. Um, all right. Um, it's just, this was a funny one. Um, Inter Milan cancelling their press conference over a letter printed in Corriere della Sport. Uh, that is, it's just mental. I mean, Conte threw his toys out the pram because they printed a letter in there from a Bologna fan who basically said he doesn't get. I mean, it, it, in not so many words, he said the um, the the Conte's getting lauded over there for for all. And they're saying he plays beautiful football. This guy's saying basically, but his football's crap. I don't understand why you're all raving about him. He's never played good football. It's tedious to watch. I can't stay, you know, and all this, basically, this Bologna fan. And then the editorial agreed with him, basically. said Ferrero yeah. editorial said, yeah, we, 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 we you. know, it just backed up his opinion. Yeah, I see, you know, he doesn't play good football. So, not in so many words, obviously. It's not quite like that. I mean, but they called it offensive the- letter and cancelled the press conference with any team. You know, it wasn't just like said to Carreri, well, you're not welcome here. They've just cancelled their pre-match press conference over it and called it offensive. And I just thought, it's not really that offensive. Well, he's right, to be honest. He's got a bit of a point, but yeah. he's the top of the... So, he actually plays... He plays turgid football, but he oh, gets results. That's... Yeah. yeah, but it's, that's what Conte is, right? Yeah, but, exactly. So what, Inter Milan have not just banned Corriere della Sport at the press conference, they banned all... They, they just, just cancelled it, the yeah. They, he didn't, Conte refused to go and speak to anyone. That's a bit sensitive, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite, it's just bizarre. I didn't see the... I, I didn't see it as the, from what I... I mean, obviously, like maybe something's got missed in translation, I read, because I couldn't see a problem with it. Just thought you just you know man up and get on with it, don't you? Absolutely. Interesting stuff. That um, Serie A table's been interesting. Juve and uh, Inter Milan. For a change. So, yeah, exactly. At least he's gone in there and uh, mixed it up a bit as Conte. So fair play to him, mate. Might play horrible football, but he's uh, 
gets he, results. He gets results yeah. okay. All right, mate. Um, Roman Zozaloya. <laughs> Elaborate. I have no I was, idea. What... I was really waiting for you to pronounce that one. Yeah, basically, this Ukrainian international, Roman Zazaluya, that is playing for a team called Albacete in the Spanish second tier now. And right. they were playing Rio Vallecano. Right. The game had to be called off at half time. Both teams asked the referee to cancel it because he was getting abuse and threats and chants of being a Nazi from the Rio Vallecano right. fans. And so the game's right. got completely, you know, got abandoned at half time. And they all, you know. But there's a lot more to it than just it's a one off. In 2017, he'd actually gone there on loan, signed a deal to go there on loan, joined the team. Within hours, there was the fact the Rio fans were all protesting that we, there's no place for a Nazi at our club and this, till they got him, till they got him out the club. And basically, within hours, the, the loan move was cancelled, and he went back and he wrote a letter saying it's he wrote an open letter to their fans saying no, it's it's a you know misunderstanding. I'm not I'm not aligned with far right groups at all. It's just a misunderstanding with a journalist. I don't know whether it is or not. I mean, I've seen see that I, a, a Spanish friends of my mum and dad have posted up stuff on like Facebook showing him, but. They they put pictures of him Photoshop next to far right stuff. None of it's actually in the picture they showed. It's there's nothing there. It's like I don't know why they've shown a picture of him in like an army setup, like as if he's like in the Ukrainian army or something. But I don't know what that's got to do with. I don't know. You know, there's no real context there. They're just pictures of him with weapons and stuff like that. We you know he could have been conscripted in the army for all I know. So I've no idea whether they're whether there's any, you know, any truth behind this shout, but it just seems a really so bizarre you thing. You don't know if there's any credence in it at all. No, yeah. I can't. You can't um, tell whether it's true or not. But like, it just seems a really that they've actually had the game called off halfway through because of it, like, and they'd had him his yeah. loan move cancelled previously. Very, very weird goings on. Anyway, talking about racism. Um, the Serie A no to racism campaign. Oh yeah, which has mon- which has monkey faces on its posters. I am not understanding the Italian. No, uh, I've, I mean football. I looked at it and I just you know when you look at it and you think that can't be a why I mean it doesn't even make sense. It's three. It's uh, on the top. It says no to racism. Then the poster is one monkey face with paint. You know with a painted face. And another one below that with a painted face, and then another one below that with a painted face. And the message no to racism, I, and it, it's like, why? I'm not. I'm not sure the message is getting across to the Italian FA about yeah. racism, let alone them sending a message to um, everybody about racism. It, this is beyond. It, this isn't. Uh, uh, clearly, it's not funny, but it's. There's got to be something that's not clicking. Yeah, it's like, are they taking the piss now? They must be taking the piss. Well, this is why the teams because... have said we're no longer, we're, you know, we're going to do our own anti-racism campaign because, like, we're going to have to do something about it because you're not, basically. For me, what they're doing is they're just fingers to the rest of the world and saying, look, we're fascists, we're racist, and there's nothing you can do about it. And look, we're going to take the piss out of you as well. It does you know, seem, it does, it is really odd. I mean, even when you look at, read the explanation where the guy who painted it is, you know, the, the guy who designed it always paints monkey faces. And he said he heard them doing monkey chants. So he decided, you know, this is wrong. So I'm going to paint, this is why I painted them. And, and the one on the top is, has a certain facial features like a white person. And the one on the bottom's got certain facial features like an Asian. And the one in the middle's got certain facial features like he's black. And you read it and you're thinking, oh my God, this doesn't, this isn't helping. You know what I mean? This isn't, this it explanation may, I, doesn't I mean, even, this doesn't, this doesn't make it any better. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't advocate because there's, there's no shape or form you can advocate for. Because at any point, any PR manager or marketing manager say, look, you know what? This is very offensive to some people. 
and we can't print this. We can't do this as a campaign. But so that's why I'm thinking they they're actually putting two fingers up to the whole uh, to the to the world and saying this is we're doing it on purpose. This isn't even a mistake or isn't just ironic or whatever, you know? I just don't. I couldn't tell you, mate. I've I've gone back to it. It's just beggar's belief, basically. Now. I just exactly. I just it, it's at a stage where I'm thinking they can't go any. They can't be even racist and dumber than they are, and then they do. Yeah, exactly. It's bizarre. All right, mate. Um, moving on. Um, talking about Serie A, one of their uh, most beloved players, Isaco Lavetsi, retiring. Yeah, yeah. That- from China, he was playing in China for the last few years, like. But yeah, he was quality at one point, weren't he? Highest paid Where player in the world play? when he went to China. China, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six hundred and fifty thousand pound a week or something. He was on when he first moved there. That is absolutely. It's weird. Get, I'd get out of bed for that in the morning, and I don't get out of bed for anything in the morning. I'd get into your bed for that type of money. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. No, they couldn't even pay me enough to have you in my bed. No. 650000 a week. I'd give you a cuddle, mate. No, Absolutely. no, I'd need more than that to be anywhere near you. Oh, my God. Again. 650 grand a week. Jeez. Oh, no. It's not, oh my it's not God. bad you know week if you can get it, is it? Do you know how many full kits that I buy you? <laughs> I, I couldn't even begin to wake it up because I've no idea how much they cost these days. Oh, yeah, you're getting free, don't you? Um, well, I did. Right, They've shut down, so... Miserable guests. Hey, um, Inanacho getting subbed for uh, unsportsmanlike behaviour. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't see this, did you? So... No, I heard about it, but I didn't really pay any attention to it. So, Leicester playing in Norwich. And they bore me. Yeah, they... Yeah. Well, Leicester were playing Norwich. Norwich are doing well. Players down injured. There was, I mean, there was two of them down, so they booted the ball out of play for you know to get treatment for their players. Leicester right. players. It's, I mean, this treatment taken a while. It might have even been when Pookie broke his toe actually, you know, because he broke his toe midway through the game and played on, didn't he? Might have even yes, been that. Yes, I know point. that. Yeah, so, and he missed a few chances. Yeah, broken toe. He still scored though. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So he's so he's the, the whoever's down. It took a while for treatment and then restarted with a Leicester throw because obviously Norwich booted it out. Everyone's expecting them to just throw it back to the keeper, give it back to the keeper. So they throw it into Ian Acho, and he just runs at the defence, and he gets all the way up to the edge of the pen. I mean, he must have run twenty twenty five yards sprinting and the way he was going for it. It wasn't like he was just. You know, just jogging forward and then going to pass it or anything. He was going for it. He jinked past the defender who ended up just hacking him down because, like, you know, he's too late to react by this point. He was just so surprised. So all these Leicester, uh, the Norwich players, I mean, are all surrounding him and, you know, furious. I thought he's going to get a height. You know, he's going to get a kick in here on the ground, like, but they managed to break it up before that. And then Brendan Rodgers took him pretty much straight off after that, which I thought, fair play, Brendan. You know what I mean? He could have done... could have done nothing about it, but the odd thing was, I mean, they restarted. It looked like he'd given a free kick to that to Leicester because clearly, like Leicester player got fouled. But then it re- seemed to restart with a goal kick. I mean, it was really bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what decision he gave. Must have told them, you know, Leicester just give him the ball back. But I mean, how? What was he and Acho even thinking? What was going in through that going through that young man's head? To do to do that, he had. I mean, it wasn't I mean, like it was just like it had stopped for a couple of seconds, and he couldn't. He didn't see what was happening. It was stopped for a good couple of minutes while he was getting treated. So we had plenty of time to understand. It reminded me. I remember when Arsenal did it, and Wenger made them made them give the game. You know, replay the game. Or Bielsa last season yeah, who made Leeds yeah, go yeah. and let it allow them to score at the other end. Yes. Yes, but. I'm under. I, t- I mean, I wonder if he can get punished for that retrospectively. Well, he like, got booted. Yeah. So, uh, 
It well, should have been. It, it has to be because yeah. it's unsportsmanlike conduct. It is. It has to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was just. Uh, I mean, you just watch it thinking, "What is he doing?" And you're thinking, "I'm not being funny," but if that, if I was on the pitch, I wouldn't have been. I don't know if I would have been able to stop myself from giving him a good kick in myself. You know what I mean? And really, I really, you had to have sympathy with the Norwich players for wanting to give him a hiding in that respect. Yeah. That's one of the things that would infuriate you. As it, a, as, you as can a, understand a, when it's one of those where the player's just been rolling around on the floor for 20 minutes, get the treatment on and clearly he's not yeah. injured. This was a definite, exactly. he was injured and he'd been down for a while and somebody else got picked up a knock as well and they booted the ball out of play. Poor form by in and out, mate. Poor yeah. form. Mate, moving on, um, Ebe, Ebe, hit and run. Ibe. Ibe, hit yeah. and run. Yeah. I've never, I've never ever been able to pronounce that. Ibe. I know it's a bit, it's a bit or, difficult for you. Three letters, it's a bit much three for you. Letters, yeah. yeah, one, Ibe. one syllable. Jordan it's Ibe. beyond you, isn't it? <laughs> Jordan Ibe's hit and run. Yeah, you know what happened, don't you? Do you know this, the actual story with this one? No, mate, I don't know. Ah, well, any what a. Happened was he, one night he he was out in his car. I don't know whether he was drunk or what. I don't know what what he was doing, but he rammed his car into a cafe in London, his Range right. Rover or whatever it was, and drove off afterwards. But he left half right. the car. He left bits of the car there because he'd smashed it off in the cafe. Like you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that's how they caught him. Well, right. So now he's claiming that he sat there for ages, but they've got witnesses saying no, he didn't. You know what I mean? They said, but right. he sat there for an appropriate length of time. And it's like, well, what's right. an appropriate length of time? If you've just did, it hit something, you should be there till the police arrive. I mean, he should have phoned the police and waited there till the because right. it's a crash. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's the basic rule is. I remember a mate of mine lost his license because he had a... That's the law. Yeah, well, all he had was a car. He was driving a lorry with a car transporter lorry. The car fell off right. the back, you know, not a car transport, yeah, um, rec- you know, the recovery wagons from, you know, car, yes, you know, yes, picked yes. up a broken down car, pitched it onto the back, was driving down the road at three o'clock in the morning, not another car around. The car came off the back, you know, just fell off the things right. and he had to stop. So he stopped, hitched it back up again, drove off because there was none and nobody else involved in that. He thought he didn't have to stop and call the police, but somebody phoned, the, you know, said they'd seen a car crash. And he yeah. lost his license over it because he didn't report it and didn't stop at the scene, you know, leaving the scene of an accident and that. So, so basically, I will get a higher powered attorney and he'll get yeah. away with it. More than likely. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Um, what was I going to say to you? Um, next, we have um, the uh, new. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Zlatan or first? Uh, should we do the? We might as well do Newcastle quick first while we're on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them giving away, Go for f- it, mate. giving away free tickets to uh, the what? Basically, it's telling the season ticket holders because they're they're only getting half full stadiums at the moment because of the fan protest. So they're telling those season ticket that. holders that are going, that are yeah. protesting against the, the uh, slimy, horrible thing that owns the club. So yeah. there's only like forty thousand people when it's a fifty-five, fifty-six thousand seater stadium. So, right. So yeah, and basically uh, they've said what they've said now. Newcastle is anybody who's got a season ticket. If you want another ticket for free, just recommend someone. They can have a ticket for free, like so for the rest of the season. Wow. That's wow. Desperation that is, isn't it? That's um, and all because he won't sell up. Mm. It's not in his interest to sell up. I mean, why should he? Oh, the advertising around the world for for his jumble sale empire is it's worth too much, <laughs> isn't it? You know, listen, as much as... I want him out as much as the next man, but he doesn't have to sell. It's not... It, there's no... Nobody has a right for him to force him to sell his property. No, but they're supposed to be football clubs and they shouldn't be being owned in the first place. This is the thing people forget is the actual FA by rules forbid ownership by company anyway. They're supposed to be clubs. 
the only reason it's been turned a blind eye to because it wasn't originally quite a few clubs tried to sell you know go on you know float on the stock market and were banned from doing so by the FA until Spurs yeah. decided they wanted to do it and obviously they're the FA's favorite club so they were allowed to do what they wanted they needed some extra money to spend in the transfer market so they floated their you know they they floated a holding company on the stock market so change the rules then because you can't well, no, the rules were still in place. Yeah, it's but just Spurs didn't just ignored it because they're Spurs and they can do they could do what they want. But that's my point with Ashley. He can do what he want. He owns the. Yeah, but so what the... I'm saying is they should. You know, yeah. they, you're saying he's, they're supposed to be football clubs. He shouldn't be. You couldn't do this in a Bundesliga, for instance. I understand, but the rules. I mean, whether you agree with the. No, they should apply the, the rules. The actual. By which state they can't be owned. But then they change the rule for Spurs, so obviously they can be. No, they didn't the change is... it. They just turned a blind eye, just stopped Sorry, enforcing blind it. Eye. Okay. They stopped enforcing so... it. They could enforce it. But then, we, you know, teams like Liverpool yeah. would be in the same boat as well. Absolutely. All yeah, of them so... would be these <laughs> days. But I just think, you know, yeah. the guy's a horrible man. I've got no sympathy with him whatsoever. And nobody, I'm sure 99.9% don't but the fact remains it's his property he can do what he wants with it yeah he and can until... but like the fans don't have to go and watch it yeah true and they're quite but, welcome um, they're quite within their rights to protest against uh, what he's doing to absolutely, them absolutely so, absolutely and I hope they uh, I and hope I'm fully on their side yeah yeah and I hope their protests are um, they work and they um, they see him out of the club because uh because obviously he's going to sell. If he's losing money, he's not going yeah, to stay. That's what they should have done from the start. But what happens is exactly. every time they started, you know, in the past, when they started this not going to the games, he'd come out with yeah. a room stating he was about to sell. Or Rafford win a few games in a row. No, you and, see, uh, no, they they stayed for Rafford. They were there for Rafford. They were full, those full houses for Rafford. This is because Rafford's gone. That's what started yeah. the protests. Because he let Rafa go. That was and the final straw. Thing, all of these sales pretty much have been pie in the sky, or is it because? No, nah, he's never. He's never had any intention. They've always been bull. Right. All right, mate. Um, Zlatan's statue being desecrated again. <laughs> yeah, those uh, Malmo fans really don't like Zlatan anymore. So apart from putting toilet seats on his head and bags over his head and or, you know spray painting it, setting it on fire, now they tried to saw through the legs and there was a rope round the neck where they were obviously trying to pull it over, and they've had to now they've had to fence it off because they're worried it might fall over on its own. Mate, every single week there's a new body part. That I wonder what's next. It can't. <laughs> it, it can't be much longer before they just think we're just going to have to take it down. Surely. Exactly, exactly. Next, it will, uh, I think next week it will just be a shoulder or something. Sounds... Yeah, just be the, the base it stood on will be left. Yeah. Mate, um, Champions League draw. Napoli's tweet after drawing Barcelona in the Champions League. Yeah, that's class, isn't it? For all those that don't know, they tweeted their uh, best start practicing corners. What weirds <laughs> to that effect. <laughs> Obviously, in Mate, reference to what happened to them last season with the Trent Alexander-Arnold ball to Divi Origi. Yeah, yeah, mate. I just for that, I wish they go they go beat Barcelona. Barcelona are not good at the moment. I know, they're, really they're not. still. T- and how are they still joint top on points with Real Madrid? The two teams are dire. Well, yeah, because he's. They're, they're pretty much keeping uh, Zinedine Zidane in a job. Mm. Because most other leagues, it, somebody'd run away with that. How poor Barcelona are. It's just that Madrid are even as, they're even as bad as them. You yeah, know, that's what's keeping Zinedine Zidane in a job. You know what? Honestly, I don't that is an easy draw for Barcelona. I really don't. Mm, I don't oh, know. Well, Gattuso's in charge. charge. You forgot, yeah, didn't exactly. you? Just, 
I just forgot. Yeah, we'd only been talking about Ancelotti getting a sack for 45 yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it, mate. It's all right. I'm used to you. You're old and see now. It's just like talking to me parents, this is, except you're older. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the amnesia and the dementia's kicking, mate. I need, uh, I need Ben Foster. Yeah, well, I don't think even he could help you. <laughs> True. Boom, boom. All right, mate, let's finish up on a really, on a bit of a funny. Um, Bakayoko being subbed. Oh, uh, I love how you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) he's always had 16 as his shirt number. But this year, he's gone out on loan to Monaco. Somebody already had 16, so he's got a different number. But he'd forgotten this. So when they held up the number 16 to come off as a substitute for, you know, at the weekend, he starts trotting over to the sidelines. Like, Jardim's going, what are you doing? You know, Fury, what are you doing? Like, and, and he reaches yeah. the sideline and he stood there waiting to come off. And Jardim's having to yeah. hold him off and say to him, no, no, not you. You're not 16. And it's at that point he suddenly <laughs> twigs on. And he just bursts out laughing and runs and like ah oh, runs off like. Mate, I am gonna Google that as soon as we get off there. Pretty, even his reaction on social media afterwards, he said, that, "Oh, just give me my number back." <laughs> mate, um, I am gonna Google that as soon as we finish up here, mate. That is absolutely hilarious. What's he playing like at Monaco? Back at yeah, well, he's all right. Well, they didn't want to take him off, so that suggests he's doing all right, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Mate, on that note, let's call it an evening. All right, mate. See you next Thursday. See you next, yeah, see you next Thursday, pal. Yeah, Take I care, got him before you. Yeah.